Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Young people in this country are increasingly intolerant of gun violence and the lack of effective gun laws to combat it, especially since that deadly school shooting in Florida last month. Local students left their classrooms last week and demonstrating against what they feel are ineffective gun laws. Next Saturday, young people all over the country will take to the streets again in what's being called the March for Our Lives. It's further evidence that young people want their voices heard, not only on gun control, but on myriad other issues as well. Joining me in studio to talk about it are Haley Zink, a March for Our Lives organizer. She is a student at St. Charles Community College. Lauren Donovan is a Ladue High School student activist. She was a speaker this year and last at the St. Louis Women's March. She joins us by phone, but also in studio is Thomas Horner, a senior at St. Mary's High School who participated in this year's March for Life. Thank you all so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thank you. Thanks. You there, Lauren? Yes. Good. Okay. Well, let's get going. Haley, I'm going to start with you, and I'll ask the same question to to each of you. Um, How do you see the role of young people in today's social activism? I I think it's it's very all-encompassing, but uh, I see it as getting activated and getting out the vote. Um, the millennia, the generation underneath the millennials is larger than the generation um, of millennials. It is also the generation that is starting to vote in 2018, and if not in 2018, then in 2020. And so um, being educated about voting and about what we care about is very important because it's how we can shape the country going forward, and this is our future. And that's what this demonstration Saturday is all about. Yes. Educating the young people in particular? Uh, educating everyone kind of about gun violence. Um with schools uh, kind of as a catalyst of with Parkland, but then also going forward, um, St. Louis has a lot of gun violence on a lot of levels, and it's all-encompassing. And so educating youth voters and the whole community about what we can do about gun violence uh, on, a, on a whole. Right. Okay. Thomas, let me turn to you. What, uh, how do you see the, the, the role of young people in today's activist, social activism? Um, well, as an Orthodox Catholic, I, I recognize that um, – a large part of my generation has fallen away from, uh, um, I guess, conservative religiosity. But I think um, young people tend to be very idealistic. And um, the the ideas that we have often, that my generation have, oftentimes overlap with the notion of human justice that is propagated by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think uh, organizing my generation toward positive ends uh, in creating the the kind of world that um, my church envisions uh, for humanity, um, I think. Yeah. Okay, and Lauren Donovan, let me turn to you. Same question. How do you see your role? Um, I feel like since we are the younger, the younger people, and we will be growing up in. I'm sorry, I can't find the word. We will be growing up in leading. I guess the world. And we haven't gone through, we haven't been, we haven't grown up around, you know, segregation and all that stuff that we've learned and we've, you know, seen different, diver- we've seen diversity and we can learn to change. Sorry, I can't find the right words right now. Have you seen progress along these lines, the lines that we're talking about here in terms of energizing the, the, the people, the decision makers, if you will, to, to fall in line with your objectives? Lauren? I'm sorry, what was the question? Have you seen any progress in getting the decision makers, if you will, the deciders, to fall in line with your objectives? 
Um, regarding to gun violence, we have had a lot of our, I'm sorry, a lot of our staff at school do agree with, you know, our motion to go forward with protests and everything and go to Jefferson City and different politicians to talk about these issues. But we cannot make this a political debate because we can't involve politics because we are a public school and we can't, you know, anti-gun, pro-gun, can't have these types of decisions. But, I mean, we're moving, we're moving along somewhere. Yeah. But Thomas, let me turn to you. Doesn't it pretty much have to be a political debate at some point, um, regardless of the issue? Um, well, I suppose I think... Uh, as an Orthodox Catholic kind of connected to this tradition going back 20 centuries, I like to think at least um, to, to be above this uh, American politics. Um, I think that by, by drawing from the, this philosophy that really goes back to the ancient Greeks and ancient Judea, um, it, it, it is far, it soars above um, kind of the pettiness of American politics. Mm. Haley, you're sitting there just nodding yeah. in, in affirmation. Um, <laughs> we were, uh, Lauren Malloy, one of the other lead organizers, said this really great over the weekend, um, that we're really focusing on being postpartisan and nonpartisan for the march itself. Um, obviously, we would theoretically support a lot of legislation that bans gun stocks that or bump stocks that bans, um, that closes like the gun show loophole that uh, bans assault rifles. Um but we're kind of leaving the march of like everyone kind of has their own ideas on what that exactly looks like. And collectively as a nation, we just need to raise awareness about gun reform and gun violence. And so that's kind of what we're doing for the march. Now, post that, uh, we might get evolved a little more politically. But Yeah. Um, ultimately, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. And, and you're going to have a cohort over the age of 18. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You think you're making progress along that line? I think we are to an extent. Um, the march is mainly um, kind of like the catalyst, and then we're focusing on how to take all of this youth energy. We have a lot of young people that have been involved, a lot of young people that are supposed to be showing up. Um, we have people coming in on buses, actually, from across the state. Um, and But past that, we plan on doing a lot of like voter awareness, voter registration, talking about what of our representatives are – um, supported by the NRA or not, uh, and then we are we are seeing a lot of politicians reach out to us, and they're all you know candidates, politicians, what have you. They want to speak, and we aren't having a lot of politicians speaking, so they're going to be tabling or um, like on a list of of po po politicians that support our cause. Mm -hmm. And we are we are definitely seeing some activism within them. I, I want to invite listeners to get into this conversation. I'm curious to see uh, how folks out there listening to this program are reacting to young people and their, their activism today. So 382-8255 is our number. That's 382-TALK. You can send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org, or if you would prefer to send us a tweet, do so at STL on air. Thomas, let me come back to you. What are the issues that you are most interested in? Are, are they all religious-based, if I may put it that way? Are we talking um, primarily the abortion issue, for instance, or does yes. it go well beyond that? So, um, well, I, I suppose as I look um, at my opinions on social activism, they are all grounded in the idea of the Catholic faith. And by that, I mean um, humanity and individual humans are – they have rights and they have value because they've been given that value by the one who is the great I am. Um, and so I – I am very passionate about the abortion issue um, and guaranteeing the right to life for the unborn. 
Um, I'm very much um, into advancing the idea of uh, a widespread Catholic culture in this country. Um, of course, we're, we're right next to the campus of uh, St. Louis University, and the Jesuits had the term the capillary culture of uh, providing kind of all, all of humanity, every layer in the strata of society with um, kind of the rich tradition of Christianity. Um, and so I would say, yes, the, the abortion issue um, and pro-life issues otherwise and um, providing America with that capillary culture are the two causes that I'm most passionate about. Are you finding that young people, your contemporaries and your peers, uh, are, are as committed as you, for instance? Do you find that uh, a number of people are willing to get out there and demonstrate or participate in, in, in events uh, that espouse these views? Um, absolutely. Um, I, I think I've heard somewhere, uh, you can fact check me on this, but I believe uh, my, my generation is the most pro-life generation since Roe versus Wade. And I know all, all sorts of young people um, that support these views. Um, perhaps the capillary culture is a, a less popular concept. Um, it comes off as a bit triumphalistic to some. Um, but um, I, I would say along the lines of the abortion issue, certainly uh, like very, very large uh, youth participation in that. Lots of support. Uh, Lauren, let me turn back to you. Uh, I know you're interested in the, uh, in the gun control issue. What, what others are you involved in? Other issues are you involved with? Um, I'm involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm a very strong ally for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I'm a very, I would say, I put my word, I put my two cents into the colorism issue within the black community because it's something that's really affected me and the way that I see everything. And from growing up in, you know, a predominantly white neighborhood, I've been one of only four black students when I first got there and then up to middle school, maybe one out of, I'd say 12 in my grade. So it's been a big issue with self-love and self-acceptance, and that's something that I've always wanted to spread around because I remember being five or six and completely hating myself. I remember not being able to accept the fact that I had different hair, my skin was darker, you know, I'd get darker in the summer, you know, comments from other classmates that says, oh, well, you know, I like your hair straighter. They wouldn't date a black girl, stuff like that. That's really inspired me to be a big advocate for the, you know, black girl magic movement, all that stuff. So that, that's very, I hold that very close to my heart. And from being, from experiencing, from my brother experiencing police brutality, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, once. You know, he had an experience when he was in middle school where he was attacked by a security officer because he was accused of doing something from a store, which he didn't. So it's been a, it's been a lot that it, over It sounds to me, taking a line from a, a, a movie of some years ago, when one of the main characters said, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Does that cover it? <laughs> yes. How about much. you, Helly? You're... Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> What else motivated you to get uh, into this and, and become as active as you are? Um, I think that uh, I like to say I'm an idealist realist. I'm someone that 
uh, is going to stand really strong in my beliefs. And But I'm going to go at it in a very strategic way of how do we actually make this happen. So I work uh, a lot and, and focus a lot on more legislative reform. Um, because that's what's actually going to change. And then, you know, people that we have sitting in office. Um, I grew up decently liberal for being in the Midwest. Uh, and and I think I've always just, um, I grew up around a, a lot of different people um, and not just, you know, straight people or not just white people. And I think that uh, diversity is very important and, and being aware of the fact that we have issues with it and we have issues with equity. We have issues with access and equality in this nation. And it, it goes to so many different ways. I mean, I, there's a study I was reading this morning about how um, a, a upper middle class or affluent, uh, successful black man's son is on the same starting level as a working middle class white son. Mm. Uh, the level of access and equity that we have in this country is just horrible on so many levels. And um, I, I think we, we live in America and we should act like it. We should give people access. Thomas, I have to take a break, but let me put this question to you. Was there some, something specific that uh, sparked your activism, a specific event or, or something? Or, or what was it? Um, something that sparked my activism. Uh, I suppose um, – just, just kind of the realization of the the gravity of um, the the unborn life, right to life movement, kind of, kind of the importance of that. Just how many, just how many children are killed, um, and really just just thinking about that, meditating upon that, like I I view that as the great blot on this American it, Union. It was not a specific event, though. It was oh, really? kind of something that... Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to take that break now. We'll continue our conversation on student activism in just a moment. I'll go right to the phones when we get back. We have a number of calls, and I think we want to bring the uh, listeners into the conversation. My guests are Haley Zink, Lauren Donovan, and Thomas Horner. Back in just a moment, this is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. And welcome back to our conversation about student activism. Uh, let's go right to the phones. We have, as I say, a number of people who uh, want to get into the discussion, so let's bring them in. Jana in Wentzville, you're first. Go ahead. Hello, and I want to thank the three young people that have the courage to come in today um, and speak their minds on your, on your program. I want to thank them for their activism, and I want to apologize for the entire adult population, that includes me, we have dropped the ball. We haven't kept you safe in your schools. That's our responsibility. What I would suggest for every adult out there, whether you're a parent or not, is to join these young people in their activism. Thank you for the call. We, we'll pick it up from there. I think we get to the point where you're going, and time is, uh, time is a factor here. Hey, Elliot, I come back to you uh, with regard to adults sharing a dis- not a disproportionate, but a, a huge proportionate amount of blame. I mean, I want to say thank you for her for bringing that up. I think that my generation has not gone to school um, where gun violence wasn't normalized in our schools. We have gun control uh, lessons and all sorts of different things. Um, 
But the ball really is on our court, and that's a lot of what the march is about. It's about, you know, using our voices to hold our representatives accountable and to call for that reform and to call for that change. There seems to be a sense, Lauren, let me turn to you on this. There seems to be a sense that adults really are listening now, maybe for the first time in a long time, perhaps even going back to the 60s. Uh, Do you get that sense? Yes. I think we're being hurt. I'm sorry. I feel like we're being heard the more that we walk out and we protest. And, you know, the more we, I guess, quote unquote, disrupt all the peace and quiet and we speak up is when they really start to stop and listen to it. All right. Thomas, your your, your thoughts on that? Um, well, I, I suppose uh, for the current condition of safety in schools, I, I wouldn't go so far as to blame an entire generation. Um, but I, I appreciate the, the sentiment. Uh, uh, Let, let's take another call along these lines. Uh, Sue in St. Louis, it's your turn. Go ahead. Hi. I, first, I want to say that I really admire the students in Florida for taking the initiative and getting the ball rolling so so soon after the tragedy there. Um, and, and secondly, I I want to emphasize that I know the march on Saturday is not not against the Second Amendment. It's against gun violence and assault weapons, and and we're behind you. Um, but by saying it's not political is a mistake. It is political. And it does sometimes run against, you know, around uh, uh, party lines. But to not make it political will will never succeed. And the the NRA has to stop buying politicians. And to do that, we've seen uh, huge corporations stop their uh, support of the NRA, take away uh, special memberships and stuff. And that and that has to continue. And I, I just want to say that I hope on Saturday the young people that have taken the initiative to plan this march are pleasantly surprised by the number of us older advocates um, that will be standing in solidarity with them at the march. And it's not just about young people. It's so, our- forgive me for interrupting, but time is a consideration. I think we have your point. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, we do have to move on, and I'll ask Haley to react to that, given your involvement with the march. Yeah, Sue, I want to say thank you for your comments, but also I'm very sorry if we came off as not being political. We're coming across as uh, purposely being not standing for certain legislation, but this is about politics. This is about our representatives being supported by the NRA, and after the march, we plan to do a lot of education around what representatives in St. Louis and in the larger metropolitan area are supported by the NRA or have funding. Um, and other than that, we do know that this is we're using this as a catalyst. Um, th- this is about so much more than school violence. This is about violence in every single corner of our city and the epidemic of gun violence that we have in St. Louis. What, what are you doing, uh, Haley, to lure older people in, in, into the into the ranks of the march and into the cause in general? We have allyship with a lot of um, organizations, Every Town and Mothers Demand Action. We've been working pretty closely with, along with Indivisible St. Louis. Uh, so we have quite a few different organizations of adults, so to say, uh, that we've been involved with. Lauren, can you do it without the adults? Um, no, I think, you know, if we didn't have the, the adults, we wouldn't have the votes that we need to move these 
certain bills and everything. You know, me as a 15-year-old girl, I can't vote yet. I can't change something that big. I can't be a part of something that big yet. But, you know, as long as I have a voice, I will do my best to try to persuade people to maybe think the way that I'm thinking. I'm not saying that everybody has to have, you know, the right opinion, the same opinion as mine, but my goal is to maybe get some people to be a little more open-minded to something. Thomas, do you think that there is more energy, and, and perhaps there's no way for, for you to necessarily know, but do you think there's more energy in liberal or conservative causes when it comes to, when it comes to trying to make a point? Trying to make a point. Um, I, I certainly think that uh, perhaps uh, li- liberal causes have more infrastructure um, with my generation, um, and by infrastructure, I guess I mean there are there are institutions that work to forward the liberal perspective within my generation. What I what I would add is that um, uh, I would not say that as far as activism is concerned, um, it need be focused on a specific age group. When when I think of activism, I, I think it, it it needs to focus more on just well thought out ideals rather than. Mm. Age, age groups. So, you know, a group of 70-year-olds uh, protesting something, as long as that thing is well thought through, is no different to me as a group of 20-somethings protesting something as long as that thing is well thought through. I'm more focused on concepts than more, you know, uh, hair splitting about, you know, who these people are as far as age is concerned, certainly. Haley, what are you looking for on Saturday? What kind of a crowd in terms of size and where are you in the organization of that? Uh, we're looking at about five to 7,000, um, potentially maybe more than that. Uh, organizationally, we uh, are having our tables set up and we're, we're prepared to be there very early to get everything set up. Uh, we've been doing a lot of outreach to different um, communities and, and organizations. And even across the state, um, we've been reaching out to different people and saying, like, please feel free to come and, and march with us. I, I should point out, by the way, that uh, St. Louis Public Radio is going to be broadcasting the uh, they march uh, from eleven to one o'clock on Saturday. So there will be that additional exposure for people uh, for people who uh, aren't there. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. That will be you guys will get to hear our speakers then. Good, uh, and they will be. Uh, well, we have a couple we can't name, okay. um, but myself and the other lead organizers will be speaking. Lizel, who's a Sandy Hook survivor, will be speaking. Um, a, a student survivor will be speaking, likely another student survivor, and then Bruce Franks, which we're very, very thankful to have. You had also mentioned before going on the air that uh, you're in a position now to continue beyond Saturday thanks to a grant. Yeah, so we got the Every Town grant. Um, so we were going to be very close on funding, and then we got that, and we're doing a little bit better now. Um, but we do have, uh, we already have some secondary actions set up. There is a benefit concert on March 30th at FOAM at 2720 Cherokee on April 20th. We're having a solidarity event with all of the high school marches <clears throat> across the area, which is whenever people are going to walk out and say, like, maybe we won't even come back because we need to really bring awareness um, in high schools to gun violence. Um, and past that, again, we've, we plan to focus a lot on education and turning out the vote and um, awareness of gun violence in all corners of St. Louis. I have to say, I, I, I misspoke. We are covering the march. We're covering the national march on Saturday. <laughs> but our reporters are going to be all over uh, the march downtown. So there'll be okay. plenty of, uh, 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 of publicity there. Uh, were you going to be there on Saturday, do you think, Thomas? Or is that sort of out of your bailiwick? Um, I, I was not planning on it, no. Yeah. And Lauren, you definitely will be there. 
Um, on the 24th, I was really hoping I could, but I might still be down here. I don't know. I really, I'm really praying that I can make it. Well, we would be grateful to have you. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, this is just, uh, it's, so I'm, I'm still apologetic for having uh, misspoken just a couple of moments ago. And uh, again, I apologize to you for that because I know you got very, very excited uh, when you heard that. Lauren, what do you hope comes of uh, this march on Saturday? What, would you, what, what is the best you can hope for out of, a, out of the, uh, the event? I hope that people can realize how passionate we are about this. Um, we've lost many lives to gun violence, whether it be in mass shootings or in things like shootouts and stuff. I've, I've thought about it a lot, and I've you know, realized how much, especially in the black community, gun violence has affected us. I mean, it's not something that just came up today, but we've been hoping and praying for you know, the Second Amendment to maybe get changed up or something we gun violence has affected us a lot you know and stereotypes and actual statistics it's affected everybody and i feel like it's taken this mass shooting specifically to really change something and that's kind of heartbreaking because when this mass shooting happened it was i think the 18th or 19th one in you know the year of 2018 already so we've gotten through about 45 days, and we've had 18 mass shootings. Yeah. And it took the 18th in the year of 2018, you know, to finally get people to speak up. I think that's very heartbreaking to me. I'll put that same question. What is the best you can hope for out of Saturday? I think uh, awareness. I, I really like what Lauren was saying, but um, awareness about gun violence in St. In St. Louis. Um, someone is killed by a gunshot in St. Louis every 26 hours or so. Um and just awareness and, and realizing that the students aren't going to stop and we are activated and we are loud, but this goes so much further than just this march. And Thomas, let me turn to you. You're not going to be actively involved in what's happening this weekend, but what's on your plate in terms of your own activism? If you can say that in less than a minute, I'd be grateful. Um, uh, so so certainly I, I work to kind of uh, galvanize uh, my, my own generation for the pro-life cause and for the, the capillary culture. Um, and I guess really just um, whether it be over social media or through conversation or just any way I can get involved in, in spreading the word, spreading solid arguments um, and spreading, I don't know, good, good thinking, uh, well thought out ideals. Um, well, congratulations to all of you for your commitment. I think it's admirable. And the whole nation and much of the world is watching you young people today as you champion your particular causes. Thank you all for being with us. That's Haley Zink, Lauren Donovan, and Thomas Horner for your uh, presence here today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.